Hello, podcast listener. Welcome to Storytime with Dave. I am your host, Dave. Thanks for joining us today. Well, on on today's episode, I am joined by no one. That's right. It's just me. It's just us. Didn't you miss that intimacy? I mean, I've been having a lot of guests on lately, and I do appreciate all of my guests. All of them are dear friends. And yet, I missed my audience. Just to be able to have some alone time with you is something that I value a lot. And this episode will be brief, and I just want to do like a general episode, okay? I am going to do some update stuff. I got to like get you in the loop a little bit better. I haven't done the best job of this. I mean, we get a lot of new listeners over time. And we have a lot of listeners who don't rem- remember the early days. Remember, remember, remember. They don't remember. They don't. <laughs> they don't remember the early days. You know? So, so, okay. I'll talk about that real quick. And, and then I'll give you some updates on my life and comedy, and, you know, living the unemployed life, things of that nature. We'll touch on all of it. Pretty brief. Shouldn't be here too long. But I just want to get you back in the loop because I've been a little disconnected, you know? So let's get on the same page here. I hope that the sound is coming in nice. I'm doing a little something different with the sound. I turned it down a little bit, brought the mic a little closer to me because I think that that ends up sounding better. Let me know what you guys think. And you can always contact me. First of all, this is what you should do. Okay, I'll get to that in a second. So that won't be first of all. That'll be second of all. First of all, if you're a newer listener in the past, I don't know, month or two, then you don't really know where we came from on this podcast. So let me just break it down for you. I wanted to do this for episode 100 because that seemed appropriate. But then I got, you know, I just really, it didn't matter. It didn't, I was bringing guests on. There wasn't uh, an opportunity to do it. Sure there was, Dave, don't make excuses. There was completely an opportunity to do it. You just didn't do it. Well, whatever, man, it's episode 109. That's what it is. And it's fine. It doesn't really make much of a difference. So when I first started this podcast, I don't even remember when it was. I think it might have been a year and a half ago or something like that. Something like that. And I started the podcast because I, I, I made haikus. I wrote these haikus that I tried to make them funny. And then I would do them on my Instagram story. And people were like, Dave, really like the haikus, buddy. And then I also had this book of story prompts where it would give me a short little paragraph or a couple sentences, and then I had to write a story out of it. And so I would write those. And I thought, what could I do with this stuff? I've got these haikus. I've got these little stories. What could I do with this? And so I said, I'll make a podcast. You know, why not? I didn't know what the podcast would become. At the time, I was listening to a lot of podcasts. And I thought, I would like one as well. I was listening to a lot of Theo Vaughn. You'll be able to tell, if you go back and listen to the early episodes, you'll tell the Theo influence immediately. 
which, uh, hey, man, you know, that's how it starts. You got to get over it, find your own voice. You know the drill. Now, early on during that endeavor where I was mostly doing stories that I wrote, creative writing stories, my friend Steve, shout out to Steve, Steve is, um, you know, like a sound engineer. He knows how to do all that stuff. And he heard my podcast and he heard my stories and he said, Dave, I'd like to offer you my services. And uh, he would edit the stories for me, adding in music, sound effects, things of that nature, and making the episodes way better. Those episodes still hold up. Those are great episodes. He did it to probably 10 or 15 of them. And those are good episodes. Most of them have a special title. They say epic at the end in parentheses, epic. That means Steve, that means Steve, uh, you know, got to it. That means Steve worked on it. Now, one thing that I did since we last spoke, and I mentioned it in the last episode, I think, or Nate's episode, I started putting numbers. I number the episodes now because that's just better for referencing. Because if I tell you, oh yeah, it's episode 67, you should check that out. You're like, well, how the fuck do I find that? And I'm like, oh, just go to details. And you're like, that's fucking annoying. To go to details? What if I'm on 83? What if I click details on 83 and then I got to scroll down like 16 spots? How do I know what 16 is? Okay. So I numbered them all. And I want to redirect you because I re-listened to these recently. Okay. You can go all the way back to the beginning. We got episode, we got episode um, five. That's a story. We got episode six, episode seven, episode eight, episode nine. No, 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 no. So we got five, six, seven, eight. Those are all stories that Steve did. Highly recommend five, six, seven, eight. And then we got the Yakuza Chronicles. Okay. That's some of my best work on this podcast. And I can't believe because I was looking at the numbers and somewhere along the line in this podcast, about halfway through, by the time I was around episode, maybe even episode 70 or 75, my audience like doubled. You guys doubled in size. Okay. And so now the newer episodes, those get a good amount of listens, you know, and I'm very happy about it, you know, to the extent that it's not sad when I go check on the numbers, I don't get sad which is good. And, but then when I look back on the numbers from these older episodes, I don't, you guys weren't listening yet. So you didn't bother to go back, but it was a different world. This podcast was totally different. And I listened back to the Yakuza Chronicles and I was like, these are funny, man. And I like them. So I want you to check them out if you haven't yet. And their episodes, I'm going to tell you the numbers. Okay. It's episode 11 is the first one. That's a good one. I broke it up like I was writing it. They're all, all the episodes are like five to seven pages and then I had to write it. So there was time between each. So it's like the first episode of Yakuza Chronicles is episode 11. And the second installment is episode 20. And the third installment is episode 23. And the fourth and final installment is episode 39. So that took a while between three and four. Parts one, three, and four are the best. Part two, it's kind of like a setup thing. 
it's pretty good. It's pretty good. They're all good, man. I mean, come on. Like, it's not perfect. I'm not a, I'm not a professional author. I didn't really edit them. But considering, all things considered, very good. And Steve did an excellent job with the editing and stuff. So if you could, if you're bored, they're all like 20 minutes long, 15 minutes. They're not long. They're fun. They're fun listens. Yakuza Chronicles. If you like them, share share the thing on Instagram or something. I would really appreciate it because that seems to be the best way to grow it. I mean, did I just say this? I feel like the reason why the audience doubled around 70 or 75 is because I started regularly having guests on the podcast. So that certainly contributed to it. Because obviously they're bringing in additional people because they want to hear their friend on a podcast, right? You get it. Maybe some of you stuck around. Thanks for sticking around, if that's you. Okay, so that's that's the first thing I wanted to talk about. Go back to the earlier days of the podcast if you're newer, and you will hear something entirely different from what you've grown accustomed to since you've started listening. But I think you'll be pleasantly surprised because it's actually really good. So long as Steve had his hands on it. I mean, some of the ones I did myself, they're pretty good too. But I highly recommend those Steve ones. Episodes 5, 6, 7, 8, 11, 12, 20, 39, and 23, okay? I'm giving you numbers. They're all laid out. Go give it a look. I changed up the um, the logo a little bit too. I made it a circle instead with like a black background. Let me know what you think. Tell me if you like it. I just wanted to change it up and want to make it a little different, you know? I figured a circle would stand out more, but then it automatically made the background black instead of making the background white, and I didn't know how to fix it. But I said, I'll just leave it this way because it still looks pretty good. Okay, so that was the first order of business. Now, the second order of business is, let's see, why don't you go to my website, DaveNamory.com. That's Dave name ry.com dave namery.com and i just made a new blog post about my blog posts are pretty good dude i'm telling you man this stuff's pretty fucking good it's just no one no one looks at it no one reads my blog posts but they're pretty good honestly i'm not just saying it if they sucked i'd be like i wouldn't want you to go look at them i would be like what me no i don't i don't write blog posts not me I don't do that, but they're good. So I don't know. I mean, it'd be cool if you check those out too, but I know people don't go to websites anymore. So that's a problem. So what do I do? I have to outsource it. I have to find a way to get my blog posts or like to just write for a publication, but who's going to want it? I don't know. I don't know. Who would I be able to write for? What kind of publication? I don't know because I don't think I'd really fit into a lot of these because most journalists appear to be Eh, they're all like very agenda driven. And I suppose I'm agenda driven as well, but I try to be fair. I wrote my latest blog post about cancel culture and comedians. And it was in response to the Shane Gillis thing. If that's his, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Someone was like, it's Shane Gillet or something. I'm like, it looks like Gillis. So I'm going to call him Gillis, Shane Gillis. I wrote a blog post about it. It's pretty fair. I'm not really being a cunt. Like, I usually am, and I uh, it's pretty straightforward. I'm just telling you how I feel about it. I actually think it's a pretty good thing for comedians, cancel culture in general. That's kind of the conclusion that I came to. Now, that's subject to change, of course, depending on how things go. 
moving forward. But as of right now, I say seems like a good thing, actually, for comedy, to be honest with you. And I expand on that in the blog post. I'm not going to read it to you. You can go check it out on my website. That's DaveNamory.com. And you can go to my, listen, <laughs> this is just an advertising episode. Because also on my Instagram, I've been making more Jews in the Wild episodes. I'm sure most of you know what Jews in the Wild is. But for those of you who don't, I work doing valet at a wedding hall. Okay? A catering hall, whatever. Frequently, there's weddings there. Frequently, there are Hasidic Jewish weddings. We're talking about 600 Hasidic Jews. We're talking about 700 Hasidic Jews. We're talking about 850 Hasidic Jews. We're talking about 1,200 Hasidic Jews. I mean, it's always too many. And they are just a hassle, a pain in the neck. And it's only Hasidic Jews. It's not regular Jews. It's Hasidic Jews. Okay? I don't want to expand too much on it because this is also part of my comedy act. But, bottom line, I film them and I talk like Steve Irwin. Like I'm on Animal Planet or something. And I'm like, oh, look at the size of this Jew. Look at the curls on this one. You know? Oh, look at that yarmulke. That must be limited edition yarmulke. Oh, it's Jews in the war. That's what I do. It's Jews in the war. But I don't say wild. Because I say it like an Australian person. And they say, it's Jews in the war. Jews in the war. So, um, <clears throat> in the last week I've made two new little episodes. But they're not really episodes. It's just, I make Instagram stories. And my Instagram is just dnamery. D name R Y D name Uri D name Uri D name Uri Okay um and but listen um but check it they're just uh the story highlights so if you go to my page you see story highlights the first one is Jews that's the newest one and the second one is Jews it's J I T W which is Jews in the wild and there's a few, so I don't know, check it out. There's four, there's four story, there's four story highlights of Jews in the Wild. And it's fun, it's fun to watch, it's very anti-Semitic. It would be enough on its own to get me canceled. That's one thing I find interesting too. Is there a point at which, this is a question, it's a rhetorical question, a philosophical question. Is there a point at which you become uncancelable? You know? How many times have I said faggot on this podcast? What do you guys think? Thousands, right? How many times? I don't know. I've said really messed up things on the podcast. And is there a point at which you just can't be canceled? Because that's your brand. I mean, that seems to be like Legion of Skanks, for example. You can't really cancel Legion of Skanks. You can't really cancel Tim Dillon, you know? They're, they're almost uncancelable just because for anyone who knows, they would say, oh my God, are you kidding me? That's the point. That's part of what I was thinking about the cancel culture thing. And I didn't even touch on this in the article, so I could talk about it real quick. Dave Chappelle, I think if you asked Dave Chappelle if he was mad 
about getting quote unquote canceled. Well, he didn't really get canceled, but he got a lot of backlash. I think if you asked him if he was mad about all the backlash he got from his special, he wouldn't be. I think he'd be, I think he'd probably be like, I knew that was going to happen. Of course he knew it was going to happen. That's why he called it sticks and stones. That's why he did the joke where he's like, you clicked my face. That's why he did that stuff. He knew this was going to happen. So of course he's not mad about it. He knew it was going to happen. They're writing about him in the New York Times. He's probably like, yeah, dude, fucking write about me. Make me some more money, bitch. You know, so that's what I was thinking. But, you know, when the time comes, I'll be canceled too. And I want you guys to remember this, that I told you so. That I saw it coming, that I always knew. And I hope that you'll at least have my back. I hope that at least you'll have my back while the mob rages against me. Okay? I think you'll be there for me. Now, there was another thing that I wanted to talk about. Okay, we're at 17 minutes. Then this will be the last thing. Oh, yeah, so I still don't have a job. You remember that, guys? I was, like, keeping you posted on my on my journey. On my journey. You know? Well, I still don't have a job. I may have accidentally made myself unemployable. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. There's a point at which, in a break between jobs, once it goes for a few months, they they that's like a big red flag. And I know this because I was a recruiter. So I know I've got red flags on my resume. I know this. And I know people are skeptical or apprehensive about calling me or inviting me in for an interview. I know this. To be honest, maybe it's a good thing because I've been working harder on trying to do things on the side. I mean, obviously, I've still been doing valet. That's just enough to keep me afloat, barely. But, like today, I applied for a bunch of Upwork jobs. Upwork is a website where you can get freelance jobs for writing or other stuff. So I applied for a bunch of writing jobs. Some of them comedy writing, some of them blog writing. Now that I have a few blogs, and some of them are pretty good, like I said, the writer's block one is good. And the one I wrote today is, is good. I mean, it's good enough that I can send it somewhere and be like, here's some of my work and that they'd actually be willing to, to hire me maybe. Like, it's good enough. And it's In fact, it's a, it's a lot better than a lot of the bullshit. I mean, it's like, you know, you read some of these articles and you're thinking, is it that easy to get a job at the New York Times or whatever? I mean, that's what makes it insane. It's that It's what publication it is. If someone just shares a random article and it's written really poorly, I'm not mad about it. I'm like, whatever, yeah, that person got a job. They, they did all this stuff to become a journalist, whatever. Someone was dumb enough to hire them, and they write garbage. But they're writing for, like, Slate, so who cares? But sometimes it's like the New York Times, and I'm thinking, well, holy cow. How is this person writing for the New York Times, like an opinion piece? It's just terrible. And I mean, it's not that the opinion's bad. It's just that it's written badly. You know what I mean? It's just not compelling. Run-on sentences. The language is too flowery. They're very verbose. It's unnecessary. It's not clear communication. There's no... It's just... And, and look, I'm not saying I'm great. I mean, you can go, if you want to critique my shit, go to my website, davenamory.com. That's davenamory.com for all things Dave Namory related. But if you want to critique my shit, go check it out. By all means, please critique it. But mind you, I've written like seven blog posts in my fucking life. Okay? And I'm figuring it out. How to form a 
how to form a narrative structure and flow to the article. Because that's what I'm realizing about comedy and also about blog posts and articles. Things that are not fiction, you should still make them a story. Stories are engaging. So anytime you can make something a story, even if it shouldn't be a story. Like, like I have jokes that are stories. They're things that happened. Okay? One of my one of my jokes, I just talk about getting banned from Venmo or whatever. Like I just tell that story, which is what the Yakuza Chronicles is based off of. Yakuza Chronicles, go check it out. But I just tell the story. That's a story. That's what it is. But then I have other jokes. And now I'm realizing, oh, I have jokes about like how weird it is to get cavity searched because it's like you're getting fingered by a cop, right? And so it's not a story. It's just a joke. It's an observational humor joke. It's like, have you ever noticed how weird it is that cops can finger you? Whatever, okay? But then I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I should revisit this. Is there a way to make it into a story? You understand? Is there a way to, to make a narrative flow out of this? And to not just have it be generic, observational, comedy, jokey joke, right? And it's the same with a, with a blog post. Like, can you tie it together and have kind of a story-ish flow to it? It'll keep people more engaged. Most definitely it will. So, I don't know. I'm still figuring out how to write. I really like doing it. It is a lot like time travel, to be honest with you. More so than reading. Like, I was writing earlier. I wrote that blog post for like three hours. I did not think I was writing that long. Okay? I thought I was writing for like 45 minutes. It was like three hours. Maybe two hours and 40 minutes. I was like, holy shit. That was like time travel, dude. So, that's what's going on with me. I'm trying to get some work freelance work maybe with a combination of the valet and the freelance work and i'm trying to move in with nicole so then if i do move in with nicole it wouldn't be close enough to do valet but then maybe i could just do something along with freelancing work like be a fucking waiter or a bartender or something i don't give a shit and comedy obviously i can make money off comedy i really gotta god damn it is it because i'm scared maybe that's it I don't know. I was trying to talk to my therapist about it. I don't know. Is it because I'm scared? Oh, fuck. I missed. No. Oh, fuck. I missed therapy. I just realized that. I was supposed to go at 11 today. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Shit. Dude, I have missed therapy so many times. I'm such a stupid asshole. Okay, well, I'm going to go email my therapist and and apologize. But thanks for listening. I'll keep you posted. Probably get back to more interviews and stuff. You know, I've been enjoying that. But we'll also have our alone time too, okay? So I hope you enjoyed it. You know I love you. I'll see you next time. Bye.